first and foremost, if you don't need to be perfect to enter the awards, I think that's quite key. And when we're looking at the digital workplace and the modern intranet, we're going quite broad. So we're looking at the strategy. Uh, we're also looking at the governance that underpins that, the rationale. So what's driving that strategy? And then if I pick up on Digital Workplace Team of the Year, this is an evolution from our Digital Workplace Leader of the Year because all of the leader winners said, well, you know, it's all about my team. And so we decided to shift the focus a little bit. And we're very excited to hear about the work that teams are doing in the industry Today, I had the pleasure of catching up with two colleagues who've been teaming up for the better part of six years to deliver DWG's Digital Workplace of the Year Awards. By day, Elizabeth Marsh is DWG's Director of Research. She chairs the awards program. And Sarah Escott, DWG's Events and Collaboration Director. Sarah not only oversees DWG's rolling program of events and our own digital workplace, She's the awards program manager. And with the Digital Workplace of the Year Awards now well underway, I thought it would be very timely to invite Sarah and Elizabeth in the studio to do a few things. To spotlight these two DWG members who pour heart and soul into the awards program year on year, to share the origins story behind the awards and how they've changed over the years as our industry has changed, to talk about what's new for this year's program in particular, to spotlight what practitioners learn from start to finish, whether that's by undertaking the application process and, of course, following the parade of winners, to introduce our judging panel, who are an amazing group of digital workplace practitioners, to celebrate our previous winners once again and what we've learned from them, to explore a wish list of practice areas that we hope to see featured among this year's applicants to offer advice for anyone contemplating an awards application. And finally, to put out a call to action to all practitioners to share their stories with us between now and May 12th, whether as a prospective digital workplace of the year, modern intranet of the year, or Digital Workplace Team of the Year. This is Nancy Goble, DWG's Chief Executive and your host for Digital Workplace Impact, which of course is brought to you by Digital Workplace Group. Happy listening. So hard to believe that awards season is upon us once again at Digital Workplace Group. And what many people within DWG's circles don't know is that you are the dynamic duo behind DWG's Digital Workplace of the Year Awards. Elizabeth and Sarah, I am just thrilled to have a chance to catch up with you both to talk all things awards. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And so just to put things in context, so Sarah, maybe I can ask you to sum up your role, since that may be newer to our audience, relative to the awards program. Yes. Okay. So I produce or project manage the awards, um, and I have been doing for six years, I think it is now. And my role is to 
make sure that everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing, make sure that we have the creative conversations we're supposed to have, manage the platform, have the conversations with marketing, PR, etc., um, as well as the judges, and just keep everybody in line and make sure everything runs to time, really. And that's very much along the lines of what you do in other aspects of your role inside of DWG, including uh, oversight of all of our events. So that's exciting in general, but I have to say it's a particularly special moment for me and I'm assuming for us because it's your first time in the Digital Workplace Impact Podcast Studio. Yes, it is. <laughs> and of course, we also have Elizabeth with us. And Elizabeth, you're no stranger to the studio, uh, but maybe you can sum up your role relative to the awards in particular. Yeah. Hi, Nancy. Great to, great to be here. And nothing happens without Sarah. So uh, in terms of the Digital Workplace Awards. So that's uh, really, really critical. For my role, I chair the awards and in particular the judging panel so that includes reviewing and shortlisting entries uh, that go forward to the judging panel I get to chair the judging meeting which is always really fascinating uh, there are such great conversations that happen on that call and I also support with the marketing and promotion and then of course get to host and celebrate our awards event with uh, all of the winners and with the judges as well. Fantastic. And so, Sarah, you said six years. My goodness, time flies. Yes. So needless to say, uh, you've been partnering with Elizabeth for six years now as part of this overall effort. And so I have to ask, what's the best part of your collaboration? It's quite a hard question to answer because there are so many parts. But I do remember when I when I joined DWG, I didn't know what a digital workplace was. And when I started working on the awards, um, I obviously got to know a lot more about the, the area in which the business that I work in, what, what it's all about. So that's been really helpful, really useful. But But really... My favorite part is the fact that we are quite a finely honed team and it's the one part of my job in DWG where it's just really me and Elizabeth and from time to time we pull in other people, but it's sort of, it's quite nice not to work out loud and not to work collaboratively a little bit. And we, we have a bit of fun and we're a bit cheeky from time to time. So I think that's one bit that I really like and it's not all year round. So it, it, it's fresh every year. So that, I find that bit great fun. And Elizabeth, how about you? Yeah, it is fun. And we both get excited about the awards as we start to think about the new season and, you know, the potential entrance. And of course, as we start to see entries uh, coming uh, coming through as well. And we're working very closely to get that message out and thinking about, you know, how do we how do we make sure that people hear about it and have the opportunity to enter? We're always adapting as we go along, thinking of different ideas uh, and also making sure that everyone's looked after through the process. And that's particularly um, something that Sarah's doing. But we're both thinking about, you know, the judges, the entrants, the shortlistees, the winners right right through that process. Uh, so it is, it is most enjoyable. 
And we always panic at least once every year about something. <laughs> <laughs> and one or other one or other of us calms the other one down. <laughs> like swans. Yes. <laughs> well, having a little bit of humor and a strong support system are key ingredients to lots of successful programs. And this being the seventh cycle, if I remember correctly, um, I think it's always important to think about the origin story for programs like this because we always have new subscribers, new listeners coming into our circle. So setting a foundation is is really critical. And Elizabeth, I, I wonder if you can help us think about what inspired the creation of the awards in the first, and then maybe talk a little bit about how um, the landscape has changed since then. Yeah, absolutely, Nancy. It feels like both a long time ago and just yesterday. Um, so it was 2017 when these awards started and it was the idea of Paul Miller and uh, wanting to celebrate the work that people are doing in the, in the industry. Many of us in the DWG team have been in roles you know, on the ground managing internet's digital workplaces. And we recognize that an awful lot of hard work goes on that's that's often unseen. And there's that, that sort of grind behind the scenes to, to really make things happen and gradually over time, bring some of those projects to fruition. And so having that moment in the year where we really celebrate those achievements and for teams to have the opportunity to put forward their story uh, in, in an awards context. It's also a great way to highlight good practices, um, you know, through the awards and through people being able to see the winners, whether that's about, you know, some really smart AI enabled feature or an innovation in digital workplace governance, or maybe it's some creative work that's been done to tell the impact story. So there's a, there's a diversity in you know what we are celebrating and i think that's great by having an award that is digital workplace of the year it gives us a lot of, of opportunities uh, to look at different aspects uh, of how that's happening and you talk you know you mentioned how the digital workplace landscape has changed and i mean it's an interesting period to have brought the awards into an existence so from 2017 to 2023, of course, we had a global pandemic right in the middle. And so we've seen quite major shifts in that time. And I think McKinsey estimated that the pandemic sped up the speed uh, digitization of organizations, uh, including internal operations by three to four years. So it's been an exciting, um, difficult in, in many ways and challenging time, I think, for people in the industry. There's been both a sort of speeding up but also a slowing down as well. And, you know, in that time, some of the strategic elements going on hold while support of, you know, work from home obviously accelerated and then a post-pandemic catch-up in certain areas like, like governance and, and thinking about the processes behind that, getting strategy back on track. And I was looking at just reflecting a bit on some of the themes and it's interesting when you look at digital workplace leader of the year over that time and for example in the first few years uh, starting 2017 we see some of the category awards around vision 
innovation. So people really kind of thinking ahead, uh, thinking very creatively, getting into collaboration. And then going into 2020, you see themes such as crisis leadership, digital acceleration, connected workforce. So, you know, that, that, that kind of reflection of what's going in on in the wider landscape. And then in the last couple of years, we've seen some wins related to employee well-being. We had our first leader acknowledged for being empathetic. Also things like passion and creativity. So I, I find that fascinating in terms of how it sort of mirrors that wider landscape. Well, it's been fascinating to see how, like DWG's benchmarking, the, the awards have really evolved to match the direction of the industry. And I imagine that makes it really interesting to map out the criteria to apply for the awards year on year. Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about what criteria is being used as part of this year's process? Yes, luckily I knew you might ask me that question. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) I've got them prepared. I mean, um, I think uh, one of the first, there's obviously different criteria for the three different awards, which are are all listed um, in in the awards platform. But the the overarching criteria are that, first and foremost, you don't need to be perfect to enter the awards. I think that's quite key. All organisations must have at least a thousand employees. Um, we don't accept entries from students, consultants or vendors um, unless they're applying on behalf of an organisation. Your um, entry has to be complete, so no incomplete entries. We may contact people for clarification. That's often quite um, a good way of learning out and learning a bit more. We only announce those people or organisations who've been shortlisted. Another key one is is that all entries uh, need to give full permission to use the entries for promotions, publications and presentations so that we can share the excellent work that has been happening. Previous winners of the main awards, that's Digital Workplace of the Year Award or Modern Internet of the Year, because um, as Elizabeth has said, the team is a new one, uh, can't re-enter the awards for three years from their win uh, to give other companies a chance to to enter and for that organization to have significantly advanced themselves in between applications must include screenshots so that we can see what's actually happening in the in the workplace and members and non-members can apply i think some people think that it, it, it's just our members but of course that's that's not the case so those are the main criteria and anything to add elizabeth Yes. So also thinking about the way that we evaluate uh, the different awards. So as Sarah said, there are three awards, Digital Workplace of the Year, Modern Intranet of the Year, and new for 2023, uh, we have the Digital Workplace Team of the Year. And when we're looking at the Digital Workplace and the Modern Intranet, we're going quite broad. So we're looking at the strategy Uh, We're also looking at the governance that underpins that, the rationale. So what's driving that strategy? We ask about the most impressive features. So the things that have a real wow factor, but are also really useful uh, for employees. We ask about how your organisation has engaged with end users uh, and right through the, the digital workplace life cycle. And then finally, we ask about the impact that it's had for the organization. And 
So we're, we're asking quite a lot for these awards, but what it also means is that as well as the main award, we have quite a few category winners. So we might have someone uh, with a very impressive feature, someone who's been quite innovative with the governance, and we're able to acknowledge specific aspects. And that picks up on what Sarah said about, you don't have to be perfect. So even if you know, you've know you got areas that you're still evolving within that, um, don't worry, do, do still enter. And then if I pick up on Digital Workplace Team of the Year, and this is an evolution from our Digital Workplace Leader of the Year, because all of the leader winners said, well, you know, it's all about my team. And so we decided to shift the focus a little bit. And we're very excited to hear about the work that teams are doing in the industry. And again, we're looking at things like, you know, how they develop their their vision and goals together how they they work as a team um, and are led uh, the ways that they um, engage with the organization and how they learn so we see ag again and again that real learning mindset uh, among uh, 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 you know these winning teams and then hearing about what they've achieved and i think it's going to be a tremendous addition to this to this celebration that we have we actually shared with our members when we were in Atlanta for our spring meeting at the Coca-Cola company that um, we were introducing the team award this year. And I have to say there was such a level of excitement around that evolution because historically we've seen that our winners of the Digital Workplace Leader of the Year were always very quick to point out that, you know, it was not their leadership alone, but it was the strength of the team that allowed them to accomplish key milestones or the impact stories that uh, were being shared via the application process. And so we got some, you know, immediate positive feedback from a quorum of you know, 40 plus almost 50 uh, members and guests around that pivot this year. And so it'll be really interesting to see what sorts of applicants come through for the team award, as well as the uh, overall digital workplace and uh, modern internet awards this year. Elizabeth, I'm curious to hear you sum up a little bit about some of our past winners and what's made them stand out. Because often as people are deliberating, should we, shouldn't we, it's a really useful grounding point to hear a little bit about the roster of past winners to get some perspective. Yeah, absolutely, Nancy. Always happy to talk about our winners. And I know I've I've said it on this podcast before, but I will say again that we've seen organisations evolve through these awards, you know, go through different category wins to win the overall award. And of course, I'm talking about Fidelity Investments uh, winning that award last year and previously having won, uh, I think, firstly, a category award for their vision. So they had this great vision of where they were going. I think the year after that, we saw them win for their associate experience, so that real user focus, and then they went on to to win the overall award. And we've had a couple of examples of that. So it's great to think of this as almost an awards uh, journey. 
There is one area I'd like to really pick up on, actually. And Nancy, in your predictions this year, you mentioned about the importance of meaningful metrics and uh, digital workplace teams needing to uh, really demonstrate their impact. And, and it's, it's an area, as you know, that we're very much focusing on in the research programme. And so we've seen some great examples in this area from our winners uh, around how they're broadening out the measurement programme. And we had the winner of the Modern Internet of the Year, SAP, last year, who have really kind of looked at the employee satisfaction with certain journeys on the internet. They've measured that level before and they've done any work and then they've gone back and measured afterwards. And so they've been able to really provide some powerful data to show uh, the impact of, of what they're doing. You know, we've seen in, in previous years award winners like DBS Bank, Cisco, really extending their measurement program out into the area of sustainability as well. And another area related to this that, that is very interesting is where teams are starting to almost professionalize their metrics capability. Um, so to bring on board uh, that kind of uh, skill with within the team. Um, and then put in place incredible dashboards. And of course, you were a Coca-Cola company for the member meeting, and, and they've done some very innovative work around their, their metrics dashboarding as well. So I know I'm picking out one particular area, but it's, it's an area that we're thinking about a, a lot here. And I think in part, it's a spotlight based on where we are in the evolution of the industry. Certainly, you know, we think back just a couple of short years when we were in the height of the pandemic. And at that time, there was very much a war room mentality around just doing whatever it took uh, to get employees to be productive while large numbers of people were working from home. Whereas now that, you know, we're well into the endemic window and onto the quote unquote new normal, the idea that organizations are challenging investments that are being made, including that of the digital headquarters, has really come into the spotlight. And so in looking at our candidate pool for the Digital Workplace Awards across the three categories, it's important for us to be able to spotlight that part of the story as well as uh, highlighting good practice within our research program this year. So I appreciate that you've shared that. And, and again, it's, it bears repeating that we don't look just for the perfect stories around the digital workplace, um, but sharing the story of impact and progress on many levels um, as part of the awards program as well. And for many, it's been a terrific learning exercise in putting together the story of uh, the individual digital workplaces all around our community. And that's a terrific learning point for not only the applicants themselves, but also for people who are part of the judging panel who get to see a vantage view of 
what is happening across our industry by participating in the awards process, excuse me. And so, Sarah, um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about this year's judging panel and even perhaps why these individuals were chosen. Yes, well, they, they were chosen because they're fabulous people. And that is tongue-in-cheek, but it also because they, they give up quite a significant amount of time. Uh, so to us, they are actually fabulous. But, of course, they some of them are, are previous award winners, um, and they're all experts um, in, in the field of digital workplace. This year, we have five judges, three returning from last year, um, including yourself, Nancy. So Nancy is one of our judges, and then we have... Susan Quain, who is Digital Employee Experience Director of from Fidelity International. Susan is a, a previous winner. We also have Christy Punch, who is Digital Employee Experience Strategist. Um, and then new for this year, we've got Dennis Agusi, Director of Communication Channels for Philips. I think he might have been a, a previous judge. Am I right, Elizabeth? Yes, going back a few years, yes. he was. Going back a few years, so returning judge, I should say. Um, and then we have Rory Gardner, who is Look Ahead Lead Digital work, digital Workplace Fidelity Investments, um, who was uh, a winner or Fidelity Investments were winners last year. So that's our, our panel for this year. And of course, Christy was with Wells Fargo for many, many years and not long ago made a, a move to Liberty Mutual, who were previous award winners as well. And so uh, we can certainly see that we're drawing from what good looks like in bringing the panel together, as well as individuals who have strength of expertise in the field. So all are coming from the practitioner background, myself included, Sarah. <laughs> yes, sorry, Nancy, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting to see uh, the lineup that uh, we've got in place for the judging panel, and I'm sure we'll be sharing a little bit more about them as we get deeper into the awards program. I guess, um, Elizabeth, I'm curious to give a spotlight moment around, you know, what is the allure of being part of the judging panel, uh, given this amazing lineup that Sarah just described? It is an amazing lineup. If you combine all of that experience and knowledge, then wow. And so I think part of it is being part of this kind of awards celebration of, of great practice in, in our industry. And it's kind of taken on a momentum of its own over the years. Of course, there's an opportunity to see what others are doing, which which you touched on and really understand you know what's what's the kind of cutting edge of of practice and it's always fascinating to me to read the judges com comments in the background as they're doing their their scoring and they reflect on you know which which the winning entries what are the practices that really stand out the features that have have wowed them and then of course in that judging call where we all get them together for a couple of hours the, the conversations are, are fascinating and there's a real moment of stepping back and reflecting on what's happening in the industry, some of the challenges that are, uh, are causing, causing sort of barriers to progress and the ways that organisations are streaming forwards. But I mean, you've, you, this is, you've now been on the, the, the judging panel for just over a, a year, I, th I, th I think I'm right. Um, so 
and anything you'd add perhaps to what I've said? Well, I can tell you personally, two things come to mind. One is I fancy myself a student of the craft, meaning I always try to stay in learning mode to understand what's happening in our industry, because I think that helps ensure that as we work with member organizations day to day, that we can hone in on the things that are most important, whether it's uh, what it looks like or the challenges that you described. But I will also share that I took a lot away from the last awards program that helped inform the predictions for the digital workplace. So that's another layer that's a little bit unique relative to the other judges. Sarah, I think we probably need to get um, into process a little bit. So for anyone who's interested in applying for any of the awards and all, what does the process look like? And are there some key dates that we should have people put in their diaries? Yes. So um, it's quite a simple process. I think one of the things that we've failed to mention so far is that these awards are free to enter. Um, I'm often asked that question, how much does it cost? It doesn't cost anything apart from time. And that's, um, I think that's a great thing. The awards platform is the link is available on our website and it's available on all our socials um, and it will be shared with the show notes from uh, this podcast. Um, you can register on the platform. You can return as many times as you like to complete your entry. I would advise that people read the questions and make sure they answer the questions as fully as possible. The The dates to remember would be that the the deadline is uh, midnight uh, British summertime on May the 12th, 2023. We will then announce the shortlist in July and the awards ceremony, uh, which is an online event, is on uh, September the 5th. So a little bit of break there for the summer to make sure that everyone's back and ready and also to, to generate a bit of more excitement. So those are the key things to remember, really. Fantastic. And Sarah, can you share with us what, what you think DWG hopes to achieve through the awards program, generally speaking? Yes, I would say that for the people who enter and, and the people who win, it's a great way to celebrate the achievements of the, the organization or the individuals or the team. Um, it's not often that we get to, to celebrate these sorts of things. So that um, I think is really key. And then on, on sort of DWG's behalf, we really do like to share what people have been doing in, in, in the world of digital workplace or intranets for the benefit of the greater good for, for other teams to be able to, to see how excellent digital workplaces or intranets or teams, for that matter, operate um, and to learn from that. And we, we run events throughout the year with all of our uh, various member events that, that we, we share and, and the, the, the awards event where we do share live some of these winning organizations is an open event. So it's a great way to, to share and learn. Fantastic. Elizabeth, anything to add? Well, very much on a theme, really, um, that uh, I guess I'll come with my 
DWG research program hat on. And just as you mentioned, Nancy, that you learned a lot through the judging process that informed the predictions, I've really seen how the whole awards pro process in, helps to inform our research program. Um, you know, I mentioned impact and metrics, and that's fed into this year's research program. The area of engaging users throughout the life cycle has also fed in as something that we're going to provide our members with really detailed insights and guidance. And then also a paper around, you know, the sustainability aspects uh, as well, which we've seen come through in some of the more advanced award entrants. So it's very stimulating, uh, I think, in terms of uh, the themes and trends. Mm. And as an extension of these benefits. Can you share a bit, Elizabeth, about why teams should enter the awards? I think there's a number of levels and, you know, you and I have sort of discussed these over over the years as, as well. But, you know, it, at the obvious level, it's about industry recognition for great work that's been done. And that recognition, of course, gives teams the opportunity to tell that impact story inside the organization and to support their further work, their vision for the future, their, their investment plans as well. In another sense, the process itself of sitting down, looking at the award criteria and really thinking through, you know, what have we done in these areas and how are we going to evidence uh, our work? I think is a great reflection exercise, which, you know, in any job is is really useful. And, and so the whole thing can be a, a learning experience as well uh, for for entrants. And any specific advice for those considering applying for this year's awards, Elizabeth? Well, I've been fascinated through through the years to see that some organizations really are kind of professional about their award entries. So it's not, you know, they haven't just sort of dashed it off quickly. They've actually really kind of nurtured that award entry. And I think that's part of the reflection process that I was just talking about. So they've really looked at what we're asking. We provide clarifications around, you know, what it is we're looking for. So as Sarah said, you know, make sure you really read that information. And then as well as answers, uh, we see people putting in a supporting slides or documents. Sometimes we get videos or, or visuals that really bring that entry to life. And that really helps our judging panel because it's a tough ask for the judges to sit down with the criteria, um, look at an entry from an organisation they may know very little about um, and in a short time make a judgment. So make their job easier and make your chances better by really nurturing that award entry and you can look back at the previous winners so on our website there's the hall of fame and last year we published a five-year trends report which looks at um you know all of the winners so far and the different criteria so we've we've really kind of provided a lot of information there and i know it's been said already but i will just say as well you don't have to be the finished article so Put your hand up and, and claim your recognition for the great work that you're doing. Here, here. We have been talking for years about the fact that the digital workplace is not a project with a definite start, middle, and end. 
it's truly an ecosystem that's managed by a cadre of extraordinary leaders and teams around the globe across lots of different industries. And so the awards program is, is an opportunity to dip into what's happening inside of these organizations at any moment in time to pause and learn about obstacles that have been overcome as well as exploring what good looks like. Sarah, as we come to our final minutes together, what have we missed? I think the only thing that I would add really would be to please ask people not to enter at the very last minute because that's one of our panics every year because everyone seems to leave it to the last minute. So um, if you can save my heart, that would be really nice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Fair enough. Always thinking about the process, Sarah. So that's why you're in the role that you are for sure. And so, of course, we'll make sure that we share with everyone not only the key links uh, that you've described in the uh, show notes, but but also the timetables as well. Elizabeth, any final thoughts, advice? Well, you know, when I was reflecting on us having this conversation, Nancy, I was thinking about what would be my kind of fantasy list of award wins in terms of category award uh, themes. Um, And so while I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what comes in, some of the things that came to mind were, I've talked a bit about impact, how organisations are really bringing that to life and telling that story. Always it's great to see more about you know, the digital dexterity, the digital well-being elements of the workforce. Um, Of course, AI is very much in the news, so it'd be great to hear about some of the smart AI-enabled features. Also on my list is strategies that are really rooted in research, so that evidence base for what organisations are doing. We've had a whole series, and you've had some fantastic conversations with our colleague Shimri James around the inclusive digital workplace. And I'd love to see more about how people uh, are really making that digital environment inclusive for all their employees. And always great to hear about frontline enablement. So please enter with whatever you're doing. But that's that was just my personal little wish list there. And that's quite a powerful wish list, no doubt. Um, I'm already thinking about some of the predictions for things to come in 2024 based on this conversation, and that'll only continue to morph and to be enriched as we get deeper and deeper into the process. But for now, I can't believe uh, that we've actually been able to cover all the key elements in a relatively short period of time. So Sarah and Elizabeth, thank you, thank you for coming into the studio to talk about what's effectively a call to action to all of our subscribers to enter the Digital Workplace Awards. And so with that, thank you so much for coming into the studio and looking forward to watching this process unfold in the days and weeks to come. Um, But in the meantime, it's just been such a pleasure having you both in the studio. Thank you, Nancy. It's been fun. Thank you, Nancy. Digital Workplace Impact is brought to you by the Digital Workplace Group. DWG is a strategic partner covering all aspects of the evolving digital workplace industry and boutique consulting services. For more information, visit digitalworkplacegroup.com.